And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, you know, we're going to continue talking about things because it's front and center that involve, in some respect, COVID-19 and how it's affected the community, not just here in San Diego, but in quite frankly, across the entire country, and uh, specifically here in California. Now, the nonprofit I want to talk about right now, they're a tremendous nonprofit, and uh, they're going to be needing some assistance, which is where my guest comes in, and we're going to bring him on in just a second. But Serving Seniors, if you haven't heard about them, they are based right here in San Diego, founded actually in 1970. A 501c3, of course, nonprofit. And they are dedicated to serving low income adults. Here it is, over 60. And they're a leader in senior advocacy and programming. And Serving Seniors has created an innovative model of comprehensive services, includes things like meals, housing, health and social services, and lifelong learning opportunities. That's huge, if you ask me, to hundreds of seniors in need. And I think, personally, seniors have been shoved under the rug, not by everybody, but by a lot of people with what's going on with COVID-19. That actually affects what we're talking about with our story today. And serving seniors is actually, they're going to be getting some assistance, and I love this, from the uh, just a great organization that I knew nothing about until the story crossed my desk, the Potaker Family Foundation. And we have the vice president on the show with me today. We have Michael Potaker. Michael, thanks so much for not only coming on the show, but giving some seniors some well-needed assistance during what is just a very interesting time. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here, and thanks for having me. No, oh, it's a pleasure, Michael. Now, first of all, again, now, I had never heard of the Potaker Family Foundation, and now I'm becoming very familiar with it. Tell us what your mission statement is for the organization, what you guys are all about. So the Potaker Family Foundation is a uh, private family philanthropic foundation that was started by my family. Uh, we look to address disadvantaged communities, uh, throughout Southern California, as well as some national charities as well. So organizations like JFS in San Diego. We also support the arts. We have commitments with the La Jolla Playhouse, the JCC. And we just look to see basically who needs help in the county and, and the way that we can leverage some of our unique expertise to help them. Now, I love what you guys do, because as you and I were talking about briefly off the air, you know, and this isn't actually putting down any other nonprofits or any other organizations, but a lot of the time, something that's brought up during the course of the conversation is, hey, how can I help out? How can I bring out uh, donations for you guys? That's not what you got, why you guys are doing what we're about to talk about. You guys just want to help out the seniors, which for a reason like I just talked about, seem to be getting kind of like the push under the rug here just a little bit. Yeah, that's that's really what we're aiming for during this terrible pandemic that's seizing up the entire world, really, not just the state or the country. And what we've run into with this is is an interesting attitude that involves almost treating this class of people sacrificially, which mm. is really terrible. I, I know we were chatting off air about that kind of mentality that people have. I don't know where it the, comes from, Michael. I it, it really strikes me as baffling. Yeah, it, it, it does. Is, it, it strikes me as well because it's, it's people's grandparents. And I mean, I, I couldn't imagine thinking about a grandparent in that way if any of mine were still alive. But th- these communities of disadvantaged seniors are especially vulnerable to COVID because they don't have 
to domestic help. They're not in an assisted living community where they're being fed easily. Uh, a lot of these people have been coming into uh, the dining halls at serving seniors to receive their meals for years. Now, you guys are also doing something pretty amazing. You guys are coming alongside Ecolox Tech, and people can check them out, ecoloxtech.com. And there's being provided um, these sanitation generators uh, to serving seniors, and it delivers over 6,000 meals per day to San Diego seniors in need during this COVID-19 crisis. 6,000 meals. That is huge. So, so what we're doing, um, just to clarify, because we're using that EcoLock machine in a kitchen that's at the Potiker uh, Senior Facility. Okay. So, so what we're doing at the Potiker Senior Facility is a huge, huge scale meal preparation. Serving Seniors has been incredible at ramping up their food production and meal production capabilities. Mm-hmm. And so all these people that I had mentioned a minute ago that had to come in, can't anymore and they have to have meals delivered to them now sure because obviously convening a large group of people can't do it a illegal and b a terrible idea even if it was yeah and so so in addition to those people there are a lot of seniors that now are afraid to go out to the supermarket rightfully so because they're worried that they'll be exposed to the virus by someone not wearing a mask not wearing gloves and and in general not kind of respecting the distancing protocol and I, I i've talked to some of them and they have real significant fears about going out to stores so those people now need home delivered meals as well so in the Potiker kitchen we're now producing between six and eight thousand meals a day we're trying to actually hike up above that and we need some support with that and it's quite challenging but we're able to get these meals out to people so that they can stay at home and that's kind of been what our goal is, because obviously, from everything that we've learned, the easiest way to protect somebody from this virus is just to have them be in their house. Hmm. So tell us about these uh, HOCI. I don't know if, they're, if it's pronounced hokey or if it's, if it's spelled out, uh, but these generator sanitation machines that are making kind of all this possible. So these are really incredible machines. Uh, I actually found them during the scope of my regular work. So I, I work with a venture capital fund in Los Angeles called Truesdale Ventures. Okay. And we do a lot of early stage technology investing. And part of that process is, is kind of doing a lot of brainstorming and discovery on different ways that people, that we predict people will behave in retail environments and in, in, in general economic environments, really. And so we started getting really concerned about what would happen to the price of sanitizers or even the availability as demand went up. Sure. And I mean, we've all seen that with, you go to Costco, you know, there's no toilet paper or there's no Lysol wipes. So we ended up finding this company and uh, just kind of to loop back to it, HOCI is an acronym uh, for hypochlorous acid. Okay. And what these machines do, without getting into the real granularity of the science, because it's, it's a little bit complicated, is using only uh, salt and water and electricity, and sometimes a little bit of white vinegar, uh, depending on the pH of the solution, you're able to create a, a very effective sanitizing spray uh, that you can use on food prep surfaces, 
and throughout an environment, and it's even fabric safe. So what we're doing is at the Potaker Senior Center, uh, we have one of these machines from Ecolox running. We're producing roughly 55 gallons per hour of this solution, and everything's getting sprayed down constantly. So insides of the vans, even the shoes, and sometimes the pant legs and the delivery service drivers. And it's, it's actually worked very, very well so far to keep, to keep faces out. And the, the, the unique thing about it is, is because the raw inputs are only salt and water, mm-hmm. you can produce an unlimited amount of it for like nothing cost-wise. That's that's tremendous, and I was just looking a little bit about Ecolox Tech here. And besides being headquartered in Miami, their systems generate uh, that generate e- uh, electrolyzed water. It's an all natural, non toxic, non irritant, and eco friendly um, antimicrobial solution, and it's FDA cleared. As you said, the the cost for this is pretty minimal. It it really is. I mean, obviously, there's upfront costs with the machines. They're used really frequently, actually, in the cruise ship industry. They're kind of a, a secret, like they're used in commercial food kitchens and in the cruise ship industry to stamp out norovirus, anywhere where you need to be producing huge amounts of sanitary chemicals. And the, the thing that's interesting is it's actually battlefield medicine from the First World War. So this stuff was created in the early 1900s. However, what went on with it is it's not shelf stable, so it'll only last for about five days. Oh, okay. So if if you're not in a crisis environment, it's not really great to be honest. You'd rather have you know boxes of Lysol wipes, but this particular crisis, we decided at Truesdale that these machines we thought would really fit the bill, and it it seems to be working quite well. They they also do make at home ones. Um, and I have one of those at my house. It looks like in a little electric tea kettle and you can make like a liter at a time and clean your groceries and things when you bring them home. Wow. That takes Earl Grey to a whole new meaning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because you say that, you know, it only has a five day shelf life, which is fine because, you know, you can have these machines in, in key places. And then when you have a crisis, unfortunately, that pops up like COVID, you can get these things online and start, you know, doing, um, you know, doing this, uh, the, the sanitation, the, san- sanit- the sanitizing process, excuse me, if I'm allowed to speak correctly. <laughs> yeah, there. So a lot of the uh, rest of the machines that the companies produce so far in their production run, uh-huh. my understanding is they've been spoken for by FEMA. Um, it's, it's really useful for a crisis cleaning situation where you're spraying faster than you can make it, sure. which is what we're doing. And uh, what we're doing in Los Angeles, and, and this is in its development phase, we wanted to get it working in San Diego before, before we went big with it, is we actually have, at, for Truesdale Ventures, uh, a bunch of guys have chipped in and volunteered, and we're basically going to be making a bucket brigade where we can take this stuff and deliver 10-gallon jugs of it to different police and fire stations, almost like the milkman, yeah. you know, where you drop a jug off and pick up the empty. Mm-hmm. 
Noah here on Across the County. Uh, so pleased to have Michael Potiker with me on the show today, Vice President of the Potiker Family Foundation. And uh, they're just doing some tremendous work coming alongside Serving Seniors. Serving Seniors is a San Diego nonprofit organization. It's nationally recognized, actually, and it has very innovative programs and services for older adults living in unstable financial situations. We're just trying to get them some assistance, and there's some amazing technology. How old is the technology for these generators, these generator sanitation machines? I know we talked about when they were used during the war, but how far do they, do, do they go back? So the original chemical was developed at some point in the early 1900s. Okay. And, and that's where it got that World War I use. It, it was kind of stamped out of public knowledge, uh, I think largely by the chemical companies is, is kind of what I had been reading. Yeah, I was surprised because, I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, I know. Me too. When, when we found it at Truesdale Ventures, we were stunned because it, it really seems like a miracle. Like you start reading this stuff and you realize that you can produce mass quantities. I mean, we can fill a 55-gallon drum an hour with only two cups of salt and six cups of white vinegar. Yeah, the amount of resources that you need, need to use, it seems very minimal. It, it, it really is. And, and that's, I'm assuming, why they're so popular with the cruise industry. So they've gotten some traction over the last like 10 or 15 years as the electrolysis uh, equipment has been shrunken down. So I, I don't think until relatively recently they've been able to make a machine to create this stuff that isn't like the size of a Volkswagen. Oh, sure. Yeah, when you were talking about the these... The miniaturization ge- is fresh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about these these generators, I mean, the, the, honestly, the first thing that popped in my mind was just these gigantic machines. I I thought so, too. And when I was arranging for shipping for the one for San Diego, I got the box dimensions and the box was like 30 inches tall. And I was stunned. I actually called them to make sure they didn't mean 300 inches. Right. Because I assumed it would be a huge piece of hardware. And then I I picked it up from the UPS store with my put it in my trunk. I mean, it's it's really incredible that that these things exist. And I'm just massively thankful that we were able to acquire one from the company because they're, they're quite hard to get a hold of. Um, the, the commercial size machines, the home ones, I think that they're making at a, at a pretty decent clip. Uh, but the demand's through the roof right now, obviously. And, and so it's been just incredibly lucky, and I'm incredibly thankful that we're able to use this equipment to sterilize or sanitize, sorry, um, the majority of these entire facilities. Sure. Because it's, it's FDA cleared for food contact, so you can be spraying in a kitchen and you're fine. Are these home units uh, difficult? I mean, are there any hoops you have to jump through if you're maybe you're listening to this program and you're a senior and you think, hey, I, you know, I could use one of those home units to you know, help our, our household. Uh, do you have to you know, fill out any paperwork or do you just have to know where to get them? No, you just go on their website and, and you, you put in two grams of salt and like roughly a liter of water or a little less and you run the machine. The, the one thing is that's important to note for people that want to make this at home mm-hmm. is it's very important to have uh, chlorine test strips so that you can measure the concentration of the solution. Gotcha. Because if you make the concentration too weak, you're just going to be spraying water on things, which would be terrible if you thought you were actually disinfecting yourself. 
<laughs> and if you make it too strong, yeah. um, my understanding is it, it can get a little bit uh, nasty. And they would go to the Ecolox tech website, correct? Yeah, and I mean, the things come with manuals and everything. It, it's, not, it's not rocket science to run one of the at-home machines. The, the big ones are a little bit more difficult to set up. It, it took me a solid hour or two at the facility there to get it running and up to par. I'm not even but, joking when I say this. It's probably easier to use than your universal remote control for your TV, your VCR, and your DVR. <laughs> well, considering I can't use one of those, exactly. Probably on on that. You have no many. You have no idea uh, how on an almost nightly basis how I'm turning the light on because I think I can operate the remote on my own in dim lighting. No, it's not possible. <laughs> Noah here on across the county. It's a universal experience. Exactly. Noah here on across the county. Uh, Michael, tell us a bit about serving seniors from your perspective, because I know it's an organization that is near and dear to your heart that you've been working with for over a decade. So, yeah, serving seniors, I I almost grew up volunteering at. Um, It's an incredible organization. Uh, currently, the Potaker Residence Halls, there are two of them. Uh, one has 200 rooms and the other has 150. Mm-hmm. So we're housing, you know, roughly 350 people. Um, the, the thing that's incredible to me about the organization is the wraparound services that they offer for their residents. So it's not just a place to sleep. It's programming during the day. It's, it's social support services. They have social workers that manage the caseloads of their clients that are staying there. And they have dining halls with meals. So it's, it's really an incredible resource for a community of people that's oftentimes really overlooked in the community. And just from personal experience of hearing the stories of some of the serving seniors' clients, these are people that very often played by the rule book and did the right thing for their entire lives. And either through a series of incidents of elder abuse or issues with their families or sometimes unforeseen medical expenses of their own or, or unforeseen medical expenses of a spouse, they've ended up in a position where they really do need support. And throughout the history of the organization, this community's needed massive support. And now especially the support's needed due to the fact that there's a virus, a viral pandemic going on right now that unfortunately targets this group essentially above any other based on the fatality data that we've seen from Italy and and from New York. Yeah, and it's quite scary because you you look at it from that perspective and it's kind of a double-edged sword because, yeah, you're so you're a senior and you want to protect yourself. And I get that. My parents are the same way. They have certain concerns that they bring up to me on a daily basis. But then you have something that, that, again, you and I don't quite understand where – you have certain people in, you know, the mainstream media and they talk about, well, the seniors are expendable. It's OK. You know, they you know, we have to have some deaths in order to get through this. That's the wrong attitude. Every life is important, including someone that is, you know, 65 or, or older. Right? People need to get off their high horse and have a little bit of compassion here. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate thing. And I, I, I can't comprehend thinking that way. I can understand how. People are driven to think that way. Like, I I get that. It's terrible for small business owners to not be able to have their businesses open. Oh, sure. It's it's terrible for the essential workers, who I'm massively thankful for, to have to go into these positions where they're not being given the correct PPE. Those things, objectively, are absolutely terrible. 
It doesn't right those wrongs also expending another class of people, though. No. No, there should be nobody that is expendable in all of this. I've said it since the beginning. The best way to get through this is, you know, there, there's no party lines. There's no Democrat. There's no Republican. And also no, no, in, the, in, in the same respect, the people that are my kid's age, about, you know, 21 years old, the people that are my age in their mid 40s, everything in between and the seniors, everybody should be working together to have the best possible solution and also look out for each other, too. That's a big point. That's a big part of it. Yeah, I think that's the important thing to remember is that we're all fighting a common enemy here. It's, it's, it's really pretty simple. There shouldn't be any partisanship going on. The common enemy is not even a foreign state, which we've successfully rallied against as Americans in the past. It's a, there's no way to agree with a virus. And so everyone should be completely arm in arm to fight this thing together. The other thing is, frankly, if people don't work together, we won't be able to fight it. That's right. Amen. Just by the nature of the fact that it's contagious. Mm. Noah here on Across the County. So pleased to have Michael Potiker with me, Vice President of the Potiker Family Foundation. We'll get back to and circle back with these generators at the closing part of the program here. But I want to ask you, uh, Michael, what's some of the other work that you guys do at the Potiker Family Foundation? I'm tremendously curious. So uh, we work with nonprofits in San Diego, like JFS, which is Jewish Family Services. Mm -hmm. And know them well. JFS. Yeah, so JFS, uh, just to clarify to the community who's listening, uh, in case anybody needs services, JFS does not exclusively provide services to Jewish families. They do everything from refugee resettlement from war-torn areas to offering their parking lot as a sheltered space to sleep to uh, the Hands Up Food Pantry, which is a food bank. Um, They're an incredible organization. We've been working with them for years. Uh, we're engaged with the La Jolla Playhouse, which is a different part of a community need being fulfilled, which is access to the arts. Oh, sure. And um, the, the La Jolla Playhouse is used to develop really incredible shows and plays. Uh, the Jewish Community Center in San Diego, again, not just for Jewish families. Um, and the JCC provides great services for seniors. They, they have a really, really robust program as well as a fantastic inclusion program that involves children with special needs. And uh, it it wraps those children into summer camps, junior theater shows, and things like that. Um, We have some involvement with some of the museums in the city as well. uh, But but really, it's, it's incredibly fulfilling and rewarding engaging with people at Serving Seniors who are heroes, um, to help flatten this curve and and protect a very disadvantaged group of the community in San Diego. Yeah, I agree. As serving seniors, reading more about them, um, not just during this interview, but as I was going into it, finding out more about them, they are just tremendously doing so much good here in the community. Hero is the right word. And again, if you're uh, barely tuning in, they're a 1970. Yeah, they've been going on for a long time here in San Diego. A 501c3 nonprofit organization right here locally dedicated to serving low-income adults over 60. But it's not just a place to sleep, guys. 
okay? They do so much more than that. There's social services, lifelong learning opportunities, and also comprehensive services. It, it, it just really blows my mind how much good they do. What's the best way, Michael, if people want to come alongside and support serving seniors, that they can do that in your mind? There are donation links on the Serving Seniors website. Okay. I think that that's the best way to do it. Um, volunteer opportunities. I'm not 100% in the loop on, to be perfectly honest. I would predict that they're slightly reduced just due to the fact that there can be basically no contact with the seniors right now. At the same time, as far as the online donation thing, yes. uh, Paul Downey, who's the organization CEO, is absolutely brilliant. He's been responsible for a lot of the organization's growth. And... I can say as a professional investor and as a business person that I don't think there's anybody that could use capital as effectively as these guys are able to. Well, he must be doing a pretty good job because he's been doing it for 25 years plus, too. Yeah, he's really, really incredible at what he does. And, and he's great at getting these people who really need help. Money from private donors, from state and state grants, city grants. I mean, he's he's really done an exceptional job uh, championing this cause. And, and we appreciate him enormously. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a, a better organization for seniors to support here in San Diego. And they're online, too, if you want to maybe follow them on social media. Serving Seniors SD on Facebook, also on Instagram, and Serving Seniors on Twitter. You know, reach out to every one of those platforms and connect with them and find out how you can become involved. Because I think that's kind of the best way possible that you can support that, whether it's volunteer opportunities, if they exist, making a donation to them would help them tremendously with all of the nonprofit work that they do, especially with what is going on right now with, with COVID-19. Yes, the, the, the numbers of meals uh, that, that we're delivering and that we'd like to deliver are, are really significantly high. And so, as I was saying, any assistance with that, you're, you're literally putting food on people's tables. Just seeing this number right now, Michael, blows my mind. Under Downey's leadership, uh, they have, serving seniors, provided more than 640,000 meals and coordinated over services to 5,000 older adults each year. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's an annual number. And sure. I mean, obviously, the meals, the meals count for 2020 is going to blow that out of the water. Oh, easily. Um, just just due, to, due to what they're doing right now. The thing is, is these people really do need the support that Serving Seniors is offering, and they do need these meals because they're, they're not of the age where even if they were essential workers, they, they're too old to fill those jobs. There's basically nothing that we can do short of trying to get as much food as possible to these people mm. and, and the wraparound services that Serving Seniors provides to them where they are now. Mm. There's, there's nothing else that can be done really to protect them other than obviously complying with all the state and national social distancing orders. Sure. And there's not really a choice there. I mean, that's the law that's in effect, and we have to obviously abide by that. Uh, I'm going to wrap yeah. up and also recap with what you guys do, because you guys are taking these generators, these HOCI generator sanitizing machines, and it's making possible, you said 6,000 to 8,000 meals per day, and you guys actually want to increase that. So my final question to you is, how do you think you can actually increase that with, with, with these machines in the process? So what the machines allow is really rapid turnaround. 
So usually, like if you were if you were trying to sanitize, let's say the inside of a van, you'd have to go in and you'd spray and wipe and spray and wipe the entire inside, right? And then you'd spray and wipe the seats and the steering wheel and all the touch points and things like that. Right. With this stuff, you're able to kind of fog it. And so using a powered sprayer, you can very rapidly sanitize, and that allows the van to turn around faster. It's gosh, it just blow, it blows my mind at what, what this technology can do. And again, people can go on the website on the Ecolox Tech website, Ecolox with an X Tech dot com, and they can even get these home units if they if they so desire. Yeah, as as a note though, I do just want to clarify that there is some chemistry to the home unit, and it's it's quite important to read the manual thoroughly. I, I'm not giving advice to buy the units for home use. Um, just based on the fact that it does require a little bit of reading. Oh, sure. However, it's it's easy enough once uh, once you get the hang of it. Yeah, I just want to put put that out there for people that might be in need. And obviously, you know, if you haven't, if you can't read an instruction manual pretty thoroughly, you know, call somebody of your family that, that that's able to do that for you. But it could be of a of a great service. Michael, I just want to yeah. say thank you personally for what you guys are doing with serving seniors. It's a great act, and I hope that you're able to, especially during the duration of this virus, crank out those meals to the next level because that's really what these seniors are able to do since they can't congregate together uh, through serving s- seniors and get these you know, m- meals like they normally would. Right, exactly. Uh, anything you'd like to say in our uh, closing moments together right here and across the county to our listening audience? I just think for other people in the business community throughout the county, uh, I, I just want to say that I think it's very important to, to kind of recognize what your strengths are right now and to apply those strengths to help people in need during this pandemic versus applying them for profit. That's, that's how at Truesdale Ventures, we managed to get into kind of, we developed an interest in this technology and, and started figuring out how we could apply it to help others. And there are a lot of people throughout the community that have all different kinds of specialized expertise due to their business, be it the ability to 3D print or manufacture PPE and donate it, or, or contribute uh, publicity services to nonprofits. There are all different things that can be done. And so at, at Truesdale, we really hope that other people are stepping up as well and supporting the community around them. Because as you and I were talking about earlier, there's no way to end this pandemic without working together arm in arm. That's right. We have to be in step with one another from every age range and to have our goal on trying to get back to some sort of normalcy, different agendas isn't going to work. Correct. Well, thanks for joining us. They can go to truesdalevc.com if they want to check out more about Truesdale Ventures, LLC. Ecolocks with an xtech.com to find out more about these generators. Also, do you guys have a website there at the Potiker Family Foundation? Love to be able to give that out as well. Uh, no, we don't. That also just shows what you guys are doing because you guys are more about helping these different organizations. So I think that's also a tremendous service, too, because it's not about boosting your organization up. It's about helping others. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I actually I've never been on the news before for anything that we do. It's just these times are so trying that any publicity that we can get through any of the connections that we have to get more help to organizations like serving seniors or serving seniors themselves. It's the only thing really that's responsible to do with the time now. Mm. 
Well, bless you, sir. And, uh, you know, as we get to the uh, hopefully other end of this crisis, I would like to have you back on just one more time just to see what has happened with serving seniors and how many meals we were able to crank out and to how many lives we were able to touch. Oh, yeah, that would be fantastic. Well, Michael Potiker, Vice President of the Potiker Family Foundation, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next time. Okay, great. See you soon. It's Noah right here and across the county. Stay tuned. There's more coming up.